Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Mayan ball game scoreboard, thought to be over a thousand years old, found in Mexico. I think we are astonishing, and I don't think we talk about the fact we're astonishing enough. You know, I don't think we wake up in the morning excited enough about the miracle of life. It is miraculous to be here for every second of every minute of every hour of every day for the whole of your life, however long or short your life may be. It is incredible. And we should wake up and we should go out the door and we should go, oh, my goodness, me! look at that thing we call the sky. Oh, look at the sun. Look at what look at this massive slab of concrete we've put over this place we call London that if we left alone for a while would be broken up by trees again like Chernobyl has been life is amazing I'm just I can't you know the the, the cockerel in um Peter Rabbit uh who's who's always on the he's on the the farm gate and every morning he's like what an amazing day that's what it you yeah. know he's the breakfast DJ of the animal of, of animal farm <laughs> You know, overexcited Evans. But it is ex- how exciting is life? Yeah, I you know, agree. it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary to be a human being. It's quite extraordinary, I would imagine, to be a dog or a cat. You know, or a or a worm. You know, or a cockroach, or I don't know, any kind of mollusk. But it's really, really interesting to be a human being because we've been given choice. We've been given all these amazing things. We've been given imagination and, and memory, and we've been given uh, linguistics. You know, which is the three things that's the three pillars that separate us from all other species. Yes, they can communicate, but not as sophisticatedly as we can. And what's going on with us? It's like you know, on the show in a bit. Nick Grimshaw is going to be here along with Angela Hartnett because they do this amazing podcast. It's the funniest podcast in the world. It really is. It's half an hour. It's sponsored by Waitrose. It's about food, um, but they always get a great guest on. They just have such a laugh and you can hear the crew laughing in the background and it's filmed really beautifully. And, you know, nobody takes themselves, excuse me, nobody takes themselves seriously at all. I love the way Grimmy just swims. He's like water. He just swims through a conversation. It's all absolutely fantastic. Um, in in the latest episode with Alex Jones, Alex talks about you know her dislike for deconstructed food. She says deconstructed. What does that mean? Shove off. <laughs> you know. And in a way, that's what that's what we've you know we were given all these gifts and we've become really sophisticated. But now we've got to the point where. We don't really know how much further to go with our intelligence, you know, or with our invention or with the, the fact we've overcomforted and convenienced ourselves to such an extent. We wake up in the morning and go, oh, yeah, we've, you know, we, you're not killing time, but you, if you're not careful, you, you might be. You know, you've got to fill your time um, because, you know, we don't even have to go to the supermarket anymore. You know, you, you, it's all online or it's delivered or you know, if you have this within your means, you can go to shops now where the Amazon shops where you just wander in, you get what you want, you wander. It's mad. We're great. We are so, so amazing, uh, you know, making things easier for us and taking all the friction out of life. We're now getting to the point of deconstructive food. You know, we're having to deconstruct are genius otherwise we go we don't know how to go we are at the peak of the highest mountain of human 
intellectual achievement. Are we really... We're sort of out of steam now, to be honest. <laughs> and we've started to deconstruct ourselves, which is why you go on your tough mudders or, you know... Um, you know, or, or you you have to you have to create your own issues to make you feel alive. I suppose you know I never really understood adrenaline junkieism. I didn't get that. But you know, to to feel alive, you have to stare some kind of synthetic death in the face. Anyway, uh, man, that's why I'm amazed about the Mayan ball um, game scorecard uh, scoreboard that's thought to be every thousand years old. Because if you go back, even I mean, technologically, we're amazing. Right, but we don't know how they built the pyramids. We don't know that, do we? We no, have no we, idea. We, I mean, it's we, we we couldn't do it today, pretty much. Well, here's the thing: there is a th- the, the best theory I've ever heard about the pyramids and about Machu Picchu and all those other amazing sort of phenomenal um, sort of architectural and structural uh, compositions, achievements in the past, presumably by humans, presumably, right? Is that you know, there have been waves of us as there have been waves of ages to do with the weather, like ice ages and, you know, it's, it's always got warmer, the weather's always changed, it's always been cyclical, this kind of stuff. And there have been waves of human species and who are we to think that they weren't as clever as us, whatever that means, in the end, or they uh, developed their cleverness and their intelligence to achieve things that previous generations couldn't understand or future generations couldn't understand mm. because we don't know how they did that and if they were around today they wouldn't know how we did all this Mm-mm-mm. and so there is a there is a great conversation to be had where you know human beings you know a, a new species of human beings pre some kind of apocalypse post some kind of apocalypse walk down the same path unknowingly Right, metaphorically, they walk down the same path of intelligence, developing their intelligence, developing their camaraderie, de- developing their group skills. Then certain leaders pop up, and certain sort of trailblazers uh, invent or create, you know, original thinkers come up with amazing sort of blue sky ideas. That in the past, the people who 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 built the pyramids, Machu Picchu, and all these amazing things, and Stonehenge, and all this kind of stuff, they turned left, right, and we. In 2023, we, we, we've turned right. So we've gone technological and they went... And and that's... A lo- I love that. Yes, we'll never understand how they built the pyramids, but they did. And we still... We can't figure it out. Mm-mm. We go, well, why can't we figure it out? Because we, we're much cleverer than they, they are. They were. Well, no, we're not. We're probably just as clever, just differently, so, I suppose. Like you get kids in the class who are... Well, you know, one kid's really good at this, another kid's really good at that. And one kid can't understand how that kid does that, and the other kid... Ah. Um, I love that. I love... This is what I'm saying about wake up every morning and think, how amazing is it to be a human being? I love it. Do you want my pyramids facts? Yes, please. So the speed of light... Yes. The speed of light, which is something we relatively recently worked out, the speed of the light and the coordinates of the pyramids... Mm is the exact same number. Here we go. Which is, uh, out of interest, 299792458. The Great Pyramid of Giza is aligned exactly along the cardinal points, north, south, east and west. They didn't have north, south, east and west until relatively recently. (laughs) So we invented them. (laughs) (laughs) If you divide the perimeter of the pyramids by its height... The resultant value is exactly pi. But yeah. I mean, come on. And just out of just out of interest, yeah. you know, the the biggest um the biggest 
sort of structure that we've made recently is the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, yep. right? That is 500,000 tons, right? Just out, that's, that's sort of, that's how heavy. It's pretty substantial. It's a substantial building. Yeah. The Great Pyramid of Khufu is five and three quarter million tons. <laughs> see, <laughs> see now, if you get wound up about something on the news today or I don't know, you know, lots of noise, no signal kind of thing. Just think about that. Yep. Why don't we get up and running and think about every morning, you know, you, you say, be thankful for what you've got, you know, set your intentions for the day, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of hydration, you know, check in Tuesday, check in Wednesday, check in on people, don't check on them, check in on them. And, and think about that. Just think about that. <laughs> because that's amazing. <laughs> you know, that is fantastic. I think the individual um, tablets of stone, some of them are 10 tonnes each. Hmm. The ones at the top. <laughs> How do they get the ones at the top? And by the way, what are they for, the Great Pyramids? Because they're not tombs. They were the smaller pyramids that were hundreds of miles away. Nobody knows what the Great Pyramids are for. I love it. Yeah. That was supposed to be the news. I think it is the news. It's the, the pyramids <laughs> is the news. <laughs> we have a message here. Uh, to do with the pyramids. And it's from Trina in Milton Keynes. Hi, Chris. Uh, loving the convo on pyramids this morning. Have you seen Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. There's too much good stuff around. There's too much good telly around, isn't there? Oh, my goodness me. There's a lot of crap telly around, but there's a lot of very, very good telly around. She says, it's awesome. I watched the last one last night, and the whole thing has blown my mind. So we checked it out. This is a show called Ancient Apocalypse where journalist Graham Hancock travels the globe hunting for evidence of mysterious lost civilizations dating back to the last ice age. Oh, okay, yeah, in. Yeah, it's in, totally in. in. Totally in, 100% in. Because, you know, why, why do we think um, that past human or sapien uh, civilizations haven't become as intelligent or have developed their intelligence to the extent that we have now just in different ways. You know, where we may have picked up, you know, a, a microchip, you know, I'm fast forwarding a bit, you know, somebody else picked up, uh, uh, I don't know, some kind of amazing crane that they could lift 10 tonne tablets of stone to the top of 500 million tonne pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and everybody in the world would have known how they were doing it, I would imagine, um, or at least, you know, within a few hundred miles. Mm. And then they may have told other people, depending on where those people were, but where people were migrating for various different reasons. And why did we migrate anyway? You know, why would you leave the warm to come to the cold? <laughs> it's like what people do. Um, oh, by the way, talking of that, there's a documentary. <laughs> there's another documentary available. It's called Happy People. Oh, my goodness. It's by Werner Herzog. I watched it over the break. Werner Herzog, you know, arguably, not arguably, one of the greatest documentary makers of our time. I mean, probably, you know, the Mayans probably had theirs, you know, <laughs> Gypsies probably had theirs and, you know, has all that gone on before. And maybe what, what if Netflix isn't a new thing? What if it's just rehashed from 10,000 years ago? And there is a documentary about how the pyramids were made. Oh, <laughs> how, yeah. We just haven't found it. There's a, there's a documentary called Happy People... It's called A Year in Tabai. I think it's Tabai. And basically it opens with a map of Siberia, right? And the map of Siberia, it says, this is Siberia, which is one and a half times the size of the whole of the United States of America. Okay? And then they sort of, they, they pinpoint the centre of Siberia. We thought it would be interesting to go 
to the centre of Siberia and find how people live. And the centre of Siberia, almost perfectly geographically, is this village called Tobai, where 300 people live. And he went and spent a year with these 300 people. The only way you can get there is by helicopter or boat. But boat, you can only get there by boat four months of the year because of the weather. Yeah. And he stayed with these people for 12 months and it is utterly fascinating. <laughs> and it's a bit like, oh, maybe that's how the pyramids were made. Or <laughs> by that kind of that, that kind of mindset, you know. it's uh, There you go, there's another one for you. Sorry, oh, I've gosh. now completely forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> and I'm halfway through Boris Becker, which has started yesterday. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Boris. It's really good. Oh, of course it's good. <laughs> of course it's good. Um, let's get our kit off. Cathy uh, Lett on Daring to Bear in Australia's Byron Bay. Lots of people talking about Australia. I know that um, Visit Australia have been very active recently because they came close to this show. I wish they'd come a bit closer. By the way, they're still very welcome. They came quite close to Carnfest, uh, and th that door's very much still open, <laughs> and there's still time for that to happen. But I get the sense that they are busy. They are busy themselves telling everybody how gorgeous Australia is because it clearly is. I mean, lots of Aussies are here. Um, that's not because it's rubbish there. <laughs> Because it's a bit, it is a bit more interesting here, isn't it? We can say that, can't we? I'm looking at Aussie. She's nodding. Yeah, cool. And um, by the way, we talked about hair and makeup before. Because I have hair and makeup every day now. I know you wouldn't think so, but it's the no makeup, no hair, no makeup, makeup look, no hair, hair look. <laughs> yes. All right. And um, today uh, we were talking about the fact that who who on the team has had hair and makeup professionally done? It turns out that Richard has, haven't you, Richard? Oh, Richard hasn't. Oh, you'd never know. To be honest. <laughs> By the way, he has met and talked to Taylor Swift. Oh, what? excuse me. What? And he gave a talk on entertainment, the entertainment business at his kids' school. Is this right? Okay. At his, his wife's school, because his wife owns a school. Sorry, he's a teacher at a school. <laughs> and, um, and one of the kids said in the Q&A afterwards, who's the most famous person you've met? And he said, well, lots of people. Um, well, have you ever met Taylor Swift, said the kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever talked to her? Oh, yeah. And then he related the conversation that he had with Taylor that Swift. That's so cool. Which was, please, can you not step on that cable? <laughs> <laughs> and the kids said, I can't believe you told Taylor Swift to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great story. Um, right, so that's that going on. Uh, what else is going on? We've got the uh, Boris Becker stuff still happening. This is a great story from the weekend. Great story from the weekend. I know it's Wednesday, but, you know, it's a four-day week. You know that the Bank of England are going all in on digital. Are they? Yes, fully on the. Yeah, I mean, they'll still do the physical stuff, but they're going all in on the digital. They've said they're not going to toy with it. They're not going to experiment with it. They're coming out with a digital currency. And do you know what it's called? And it's brilliant. What's the most famous digital currency in the world? Crypto. Bitcoin. 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 Yes, please. Isn't that great? <laughs> Sign me up. Sign. It's, it's amazing. It's somebody really good at their job again. I love it. Somebody named the area under uh, Manhattan Bridge Dumbo because it's down under Manhattan Bridge Overpass. They call it Dumbo. You can go there. The same people may have called uh, Soho in New York Soho because it's south of Houston Street, which isn't as bad as it sounds because I think that should be Sohos mm. because there's an S on the end because it's street and Dumbo is perfect. But south of Houston Street comes from south of HO, which is Houston. So that's okay, isn't it? But we have Soho here, don't we? We have Soho here in London. What is our Soho south of? Uh, it is south of 
Fitzrovia. No, because that'd be Sofo, Sofi, mm. wouldn't mm. it? It's so there, there's a place, there's a HO for we have an HO as well. South Hoxton. of no, somewhere like that. Anyway, south of Holborn, no. No, it's a it's an HO, but I don't know which HO it is. But then we have Noho, which is north of whatever the HO is. <laughs> <laughs> is it could be Holborn. No, it, no, it's not. Hope. No, it could be, but it's not that okay. All right? <laughs> could be. Back to Bitcoin. Um, what else do we want to talk about today? Vassos has an issue with the Michael Jordan uh, sneaker story. I do have an issue with the what Michael is it? Jordan Can you, first of all, remind our beautiful listeners on our podcast and our radio show about this sneaker story? Okay, so a pair of Michael Jordan sneakers have sold at auction for more than $2.2 million, making them one of the most expensive pairs of trainers ever purchased. All okay so far? (laughs) Fine. I have no problem with any of that. Okay. Yeah. Right. The Air Jordan 13s were worn by the basketball legend for game two of the 1998 NBA finals during his final year with the Chicago Bulls. So game two, just one of the games. Well, listen, yeah, it's fine. All fine, by the way. And do please spend $2.2 million if you have it and you love Michael Jordan or basketball or the Chicago Bulls. That's all fine. However, Tiger Woods. Tiger, so they say, who's the most recognisable sports person on the planet? It's always Tiger Woods. Pause. I don't know. I don't agree. We'd like a right of reply before he cracks on with this. I th- Tiger Woods doesn't have like a famous pair of trainers though, like as in the Air Jordans. Okay. You know what I mean? So actually, I think when it comes to trainers, I would say Michael Jordan over Tiger Woods. Thank you, Vassos. Okay, fine. Trainers, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Go on. What does Tiger Woods use? Golf clubs. And. And what does he you put in? You know, what is golf he, balls? Golf balls, right? That that's Tiger Woods' stock. That is his. Air Jordans, right? And, no. Well, no, hang on. Just absolutely break. not. Okay, just, just let him finish. Okay. Right. So Tiger Woods' golf ball, from when he was he was a 21-year-old kid, he turned up at the Masters and he won it by miles mm-hmm. with a record score. This was in 1997. And he basically, re- basically reinvented and definitely reinvigorated golf, right? And the ball that he won, not round two, of four, the ball that he won the Masters with, he then, he was pictured on the front of the papers, he gave it to this kid. Yes. Nine-year-old kid mm-hmm. who, you know, is now a 40-something-year-old man and he decides, I'm going to cash in. Fair enough. And he sells the golf ball. So Michael Jordan's trainers, and I've got no problem with $2.2 million. Great. Okay. But then Tiger Woods' golf ball, I want, to, I want in that sort of ballpark. From $2.2 million... To fifty thousand pounds, that you see now that doesn't seem fair. Okay, thank you, Sinead. Um Well, listen, golf balls aren't that unique looking, are they? They're not that exciting looking. There's not much you can do with them. These Air Jordans, I think, I think I'd probably even recognise them. And I don't know watch yeah, basketball. Yeah, and they were Michael Jordans, made for Michael Jordan. Yes, um, that then became the most recognisable type of trainer in the world. Yeah, um, and the thing about Tiger Woods golf ball is you can buy those. Okay, it was his golf ball, but you can buy the exact same golf balls. You can't buy a pair of Michael Jordan's trainers that were built for Michael Jordan, designed for him, um, you know, fitted for him, tested for him, worn by him, you know, uh, sweated in by him. It's completely different. Mm. I think they've got it bang on. I think, I think fifty thousand pounds is about what sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, I think that's I think that's bang on. What, what, where's the issue here? I, I just I was surprised at how little it was. I, I I wonder if the guy who sold it was going, oh, can I, can I be a millionaire? Sounds like <laughs> sounds like you may have sold it, and you're a little bit disappointed. 
<laughs> Were you commentating on that particular Masters? Uh, 97. Were no. you out there? No. Are you sure? Yeah, and I was. You're like one of those disappointed yeah. people on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yeah. To try or an Oscar nominee that didn't win in the end. Yeah, because the age fits, doesn't it? It was a teenager who's now 40-something oh, man. Well, sorry you only got £50,000 for Tiger Woods golf ball. Yeah, I know. Barely paid for Cyprus. <laughs> Barely paid for Cyprus. That's how he rolls nowadays. But the other thing you have to say is with trainers, it's such an enormous business, isn't it? Collectors, trainers, trainers yeah. in general, that it would always it was always going to be millions, I think, for something like that. Totally, totally. And you know, and by the way, I thought you were talking about the Tiger Woods golf ball, the most famous ball in world sport, by the way, actually, Tiger Woods golf ball. The one um at the Masters also at the Masters. Was it the sixteenth? Um it was on the sixteenth, the path three. He had the hardest one of the hardest shots in golf. A ridiculously hard a ridiculously shot. hard shot. He had to. He was. He was. He was off the green. He had to chip back onto the green, but he had to basically aim away from the flag. He had to aim almost like not forty-five degrees, but sixty degrees away from the and flag miles because and of the miles. Slip. It didn't make sense. Mm. It was a really tough lie. It was. Now yeah. we're getting a bit nerdy. I okay. So anyway, it's a really hard shot, yeah. and then this golf ball landed on the green, miles away from the pin. Came to a stop. That's the flag, then, by the way. Yeah, um, from the hole. I've zoned out, don't worry. No, no, no. no, 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 no just, just have a listen. Just have a listen. Uh, we're doing okay. really well. We were doing really well up till now. It starts it was, trickling it was a towards comeback. the hole, trickling towards the hole, trickling People towards the hole. We're and beginning right, to forget about Tom Allen. Right on the edge of the hole, yep. right on the edge of the hole, it stops with half of the ball hanging over the hole and the other half of the ball in camera shot with the Nike swoosh. In, and, it, and it just, yeah. and it stands there for a second. To take an ovation. Like a taking a bow, and then gently plops into the hole. It and it's, I mean, it yeah, was one cool. of the one of the great moments in sport. Okay, it almost comes across in just uh, the the audio commentary. So, so here we have it. This is the ball of Tiger Woods. Burn. This is extremely difficult. This is one of the toughest pitches on the entire place here. He's got to put this well. That you can see him looking up the slope. He's going to have to to get it close. He's going to have to put it up into the slope though, somewhat. And, of course, it's made a lot tougher by having that second cut right behind the ball. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Well, no, because um, if you haven't seen it, that was just... This is the radio, so if you want to watch it, check it out on YouTube. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Vassar's over to you. She's the Michelin-starred, TV-starred super chef. He's the Radio 1 breakfast DJ who invented burning the candle at both ends. Sorry, he's the other Radio 1 breakfast DJ who invented burning the candle at both ends. Together, they are the podcast Dish with a new episode every Wednesday. So please welcome the delicious Angela Hartnett and Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> Nick, welcome home. Good morning. Welcome. Come on in and lock 
video. Uh, hi, Ange. Hi, morning. How Thanks. are you? Oh, great. Thanks for our bread. Oh, it's a pleasure. What is it? Uh, it's banana bread. Oh, banana bread. Yes. Minus tuna, because Alex Jones, of oh, course, yeah, she likes tuna with her banana bread, doesn't she? She does. She did a tuna banana bread, which yeah. talked about on Dish this week. <laughs> it's, it, it's born out of childhood trauma, uh, mm. we are presuming. Uh, first of all, Angela, I want to apologise for the amazing way that Liverpool came back at Arsenal over the weekend. Anyway, thanks, Chris. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's off. Honestly, yeah, I can't believe were... you're coming at me with that so early in the morning. <laughs> right, That's shameful. There was the moment was that there was the coming together of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Granit Xhaka and yeah, it just, right, it just right. changed the yeah. game were you there yeah. I had no I wasn't I was, I was listening to it biggest because Arsenal I was fan away. in the world and I was and I was like so vitriolic at 2-0 up I was like yes come on we're going to do this texting all my Liverpool yeah. friends of course naturally Gary, Gary Neville said this looks like 6-0 it's got 6-0 it, written all over it, it it did it did and then Liverpool I mean what Klopp said to them in half time I don't know but it changed the it was, game it was mad it was it like was. they swapped shirts and to be fair one thing I loved about it, it was a brilliant Premier League game. It was and one, that's, of the best, and that, yeah. one of the best I've ever exactly, seen. Exactly. So. Your goalie, the guy. Anyway, so Nick's really into football. Yeah, I can't relate, but... <laughs> we could talk for that's, hours yeah. about it. I'm just looking at Sinead. Listen, like, he yeah. didn't bring any food, all right? He did have rights, we're not allowed to talk to Nick. No, well, the thing is, quietly. the more food you bring, the more questions you get asked, the more airtime you get. You didn't bring any food, you didn't get any airtime. Thank you very much, Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> Good night. You used to be on the radio. Still isn't. Do you miss it, Nick? when you come do, in do you know here. What? I, every time I come in, I didn't miss it when I left. And then when me and Angela started doing radio and going in on radio, I was like, it's fun, isn't it? It's so fun. Yeah, and you are really good at it. Thank you. All joking aside. Does your friend Amy really look like Ronnie Wood? Uh, oh, no. I was you heavily... Said she, you said she did. I was heavily medicated. How does feel about it? Has she spoken to you since? She has spoken to me since. Um, I did not know what was going on. This is a story of me burning my hand and having to go to the hospital. And when I was in the hospital, it was so bad, they gave me a really strong, really strong painkiller to the point where I didn't think I was in a hospital. Were you really hospital? Did they really yeah, give you the painkiller? Really was. was it just another night out? I was. It's a club called Hospital. No, it was a real hospital. And I thought I was with Ronnie Wood, and it was actually my friend Amy. So and just, I was going, come on, you've got to get on. I thought we were backstage at the O2. Does she bear think, any resemblance to Ronnie Wood? Not at all, no. She's a uh, ginger American lady. Really? Yeah. Ronnie Wood, man. Yeah. Goodness me. So where'd you get those tricks from? <laughs> Royal Free Hamsters. <laughs> Free my name? Free my nature. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. All right, so your podcast, I genuinely mean it. I never say anything on the show that I don't mean. It's the funniest podcast I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. You only so... listen to one podcast. No. <laughs> I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. And it's... It's hilarious. You're coming on, aren't you? We're going to. You coming on? How could I not come on your podcast? Yeah, come on. It's warm and it's edgy. It's magical. I love everything. Everything. There's nothing I don't like about your podcast. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's really funny. You pack so much in. It's instructive. It doesn't take itself too seriously. You two have never taken yourselves too seriously, which is one of the best things anyone can can take things seriously, but just not yourself. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. you can Very be true. you can be serious and responsible when you're required to, but don't ever be serious. That's when we're all at our worst. I've done it a thousand. I've done it last week. Did it just probably do it in a minute, right? But you should don't do it at least not on your podcast. Anyhow, you open with Q and A's from the listeners. You have voicemails on the show. I love. You're welcome to the show, Nick, every week, where you say, welcome to uh, Dish Podcast with Waitrose. I'm Nick Grimshaw. Uh, today's episode may contain mild swearing and mild adult narratives. Mm-hmm. How do you categorise those? 
Well, it's something Andrew and I take into consideration yeah. every single week. Mild. <laughs> yeah, mild. Mild, so mild, mild. stays in. I, see, listen, when I was little, I, I could swear in the house if it was funny. Oh. So I wasn't allowed to be like aggressive swearing. You weren't allowed to call someone a swear word. Right. But if I was doing, you know, a, a caricature or something. Mary. Yeah. Then I could swear if it was funny. So I think that swearing's okay yeah. for a podcast. Is that mild? Is that the mild yeah, bit? Like yeah, like if it enhances a story or you're doing an impression. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if Angela called me a something, something, <laughs> it's That's... not mild. Drawing the line, got to yeah. draw the line somewhere. And so, so it's, I mean, it is edited, um, yeah. and it's only edited so it skips along even more sort of sweetly than it would do anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do because it's so. <laughs> I mean, talk about free and easy, and the crew are laughing in the background. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of the Big Breakfast and all that. Yeah. It just, it's, you sound like you're having such a giggle. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah, it we... really is fun, and we didn't want it to be like a interviewee podcast because there's. There's it, loads of them. But it is interview. It is interview, but I thought it should be more just like a f- feel leaning more towards radio than podcast. Well, it you know, works. a bit loose. It works, man. Yeah, I like and it. And we don't record too you. long, do we? No. Because no. I heard Graham Norton of Virgin Radio fame yeah. doesn't <laughs> um, record his chat show for too long. Yeah. You know, like you do telly and they record it. And they're like, we're going to film for six hours for <laughs> half an hour. And everyone hates it. Apparently, he says, let's just get it done. Yeah. Because yeah, then everyone's like on it. Yeah, they're on it, you know. And that's why I used to like live telly, because live telly takes as long as you see it takes. Yeah. yeah. And the, everything, everything else is the opposite, even the simplest shows. People do... Um, it's not a nervous show at all. And mm. people only come on the show who uh, have heard that you're great from people who you have mutually in common or who know you're great and just want to be around you. However, there is a bit of... There's some, there, there are moments where people are starstruck and you call it something. It's called Angela Panic, isn't it? <laughs> people get Angela Panic. Tell me about Angela Panic. Angela Panic. It, people get a panic for certain people in this life. Like, there's certain stars that everyone has a panic for. Totally. And... People have Angela panic. <laughs> yes, they yes, do. Yes, they do. When it Angela. Was, I had people round for my birthday in August. Like, few people round in the garden. Not a party, but, like, my family came, few friends, whatever. When people found out Angela was coming... No, here, in here, in the garden. I know, I know. I was like, yeah, no, it's too close. It's not big enough. So they were freaking out that Angela was going to be just in my kitchen. And people were like, oh, my God. And all sorts of people. Everyone from my mum to, you know, the neighbours. Like, everyone was freaking out about Angela. And it happens when stars come on the show. Uh-huh. So they're quite at ease mm-hmm. with being interviewed. They've been interviewed before, yep. you know, public facing, all this kind of stuff. But yep. Angela's in the house. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I, I, obviously, you can see the podcast. I don't yeah. see the podcast. I listen sure. to the podcast. But you can see it. It's beautifully. I've seen bits of it. Yeah. But I don't know what state you must give them a look. No, I think it's I think it's I think people love food and and have some nice joyous experiences of food. Oh no, I know it's it's not the death step. No, it's more like um, the the accolade of Angela, not the danger of Angela. It's I know, but it's it's, a different kind of panic. Did your family and friends think that after I fell off the uh, garden bench (laughs) after your party? You ruined the (laughs) you ruined the mystique. 
What happened, Ange? Tell us more about that. I don't that. know. Lots of rosé being drunk. And I sort of, you know, garden benches can be a bit unstable. I sat at one end and the next minute on the floor in front of me. So, no, you can, talk about, you can talk about any drink, any alcoholic drink you like, right? right. You can talk about mezcal, you can talk yeah. about peyote, you can talk about tequila, yeah. you can talk about, you know, copious pints of beer. Yeah. But rosé wine is the devil's own it's poison. Collapso. It's Fino it, Oh, <laughs> when it's rosé o'clock in the garden, and what you do and it's is sunny, you, and we're all you know, you only ever become more foolish when it comes to rosé because you think you're becoming better at drinking it, yes. and you're not, you're just becoming worse. <laughs> so, so, what you true. do is you get a bigger glass <laughs> and you say, Put some ice in it, yes, which makes it easier to drink. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's easier than Ribena anyway. Yep. Then let's make this easier. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, I'll even wore it down mom. a bit. <laughs> I call it. It will if you drink twelve <laughs> bottles. I think you might. Have. I think that it all went wrong. It all yeah, went it wrong. Was, and yeah, also the, be, the bench thing is bench, funny. Yeah, you, did, you didn't fall off because somebody else got off the other I side. Think, I think I was set up to be honest. Really? Nah, don't Nick blame the bench. That garden had just been recently was it, flagged. Was it, it a was seesaw in disguise? It was a seesaw in disguise. Yeah, Nick was at one end. There's no one else in no, the garden. See what Nick would do. Like you know the TikTokers do, where they disguise something as something that it's not. Exactly. So you get a bench facade. Say. <laughs> she's going to sit on the and she's going to sit on the bench. Seesaw. This has gone mental on TikTok. Do you know what I could put on TikTok? I've got Go from that party, and I saved it. You know, like your front door, like your ring camera. Yeah. Everyone leaving, and I was having the front garden paved. Yeah. And they didn't get it done in time for the party, so there was just a plank, like a, oh, a yes. pirate's plank. <laughs> so everyone who arrived had to walk up the plank, and the way in, fine, way out, disaster. <laughs> this is not and a Angela house. was the it's worst a one park. leaving. Oh, please. Yeah. And it's you a were like, your house. feet in the cement, no shoes. <laughs> Do you have a cakewalk as well? <laughs> it's, it's all a challenge going to Nick's house. Yeah, it's like it's paved yeah. now. Come round. So waitress must be loving this because you, you can tell it's caught light. This show. It's called Dish, by the way. It's a podcast from wherever you get your podcast. It's half an hour long. If you do, look, I don't care if you don't like podcasts. You don't like me. You don't like these two. You don't like life, right? <laughs> give this, give this podcast five minutes and tell me you want to turn it off because I won't believe you. Uh, yeah. And uh, the Q and A's are great. Um, so share, share some wisdom with us. Uh, how do we get our broccoli to taste amazing? For example, oh. so simple. Uh, great olive oil, some nuts in there, lovely garlic grated at the end, just right. toasted mm. nuts. You Let's see. keep the garlic thing going. Yeah. How do we not burn our garlic in the pan? Um, don't put it too hot. Simple Come on, that. it's simple. It's mm, not, you know, that's that's the thing that Nick always, I suppose, because it's like you guys doing your job as, you know, radio host, DJ, You, it's effortless with you guys. And I sort of sometimes, find, I find that with cooking. So when Nick always goes, how do you do in that? I think it's amazing that he's even asking that question because I think it's simple, but it is the simple things that people find struggle with, you know, that yeah. sort of... I'm like, how did you do all. that? And she's like, yeah. I just did it! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. How? But also it's ingredients, like the vinaigrette and stuff. You were like, how do you... I said, Dijon mustard. Dijon mustard makes everything taste good. Mm. Yeah, Rob Delaney was a big fan of the mustard, Loves wasn't he? Mm. How great is Rob Delaney, by oh, the way? Oh, what a great guy. He's, epi he's episode one. He's, yeah. he's guest number one mm -hmm. on series two, episode one of Dish, this amazing podcast. Uh, I would love to come on your podcast. Please, I will come on then. No, I have a condition. It's what? not. It's not an objection, and it's not a negotiation. It's a condition, and if you say no, it's a no. Okay. Go on. Okay. This. <laughs> <laughs> We're like anticipation. Okay. Right. It's like walking so this, the plank. <laughs> this stems from me being a fan of everything we are now fortunate to be part of. Okay. The best shows I ever watched or heard, right, were shows where I thought they look like that might be happening 
after they finish doing the bit that we're hearing and watching. Mm -hmm. If you carry on having the fun that you're having, if I were to come on the podcast afterwards for about two days, and then I'll come. <laughs> yeah, fine. Back plan. Because what you don't want is to shit. Because I was like running across London today and I listened to the first two. Yeah. Uh, a podcast of the new series is only two available, and um, and, and and I was sorry three, and I was giggling away, and I was thinking, oh, oh this is so funny, and I just wanted for your sake, not for my sake, because it was half past four in the morning. Uh, I, just, I hope this carried on afterwards. Yeah. How often does it? and How often doesn't it? Well, Angela, how many <laughs> restaurants have you got? Five. Uh, yeah, four, four, four. Just the four. Just four. So often she will come and record dish, and then be like, right, I've got to go and run a kitchen. Yeah. So a lot of the time, Angela raps on the podcast and jumps on a bike and cycles. I, know, I don't I know, know, to, I know, I know to the waitrose to get all the food. And you've in been for the around this a lot, haven't you? This <laughs> but kind of also, stuff. but there are times. There's been some times. Who was our first guest from? Uh, oh God, this can be terrible. That I've forgotten. Stanley Tucci. No, no, no. The guy who did uh, with Jeremy Clarkson. He did the James May. James yes, May. James. We could not get rid of. Love oh, he was him. there. Hours. He was there eating the cheese, yeah. drinking well, the he's wine. Got, he's Stanley got nothing else to do. Yeah, that's the thing. Sat there for you apply for a hours. job on Jeremy's farm. Not and interested. To be fair, Hannah was the same. There was lo yeah, actually there's lots of State. guests that still want, really want to hang around, and oh, we do. If we're way, around, we will. Excuse me. Uh -huh. How great is she? She's amazing. Obsessed with her. So I am more Very obsessed. obsessed. Yeah. Um, she hosted the awards just gone. Yeah, Olivier. The Olivier Awards. Did yeah. she smash it? She's stunning. Do you know stunning. what? Was, do you know what was last night? The Panto Awards. Oh. oh. Yeah, and um, wasn't was it? Yeah, and Sir Ian McKellen won uh, the Lifetime Achievement. Oh, of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Vernon Kay won Best Newcomer. Really? Which is awesome, isn't it? That's really cool. And I only know this is Scott Mitchell, Barbara's husband. Barbara Windsor's husband texted me at half past three with Maranoia because he's in the marathon this year and he's, he's, he was up all night. Maranoia? I said, what are you, yeah, Maranoia. And I said, uh, what, what do you do? He said, I'm up with Maranoia. I said, well, I get up at this time for a living and I'm not even up yet. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is early. And I said, well, so tell me something funny. He said, oh, I just got in from the Panto Awards. <laughs> said, oh, no, you didn't? Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh, dear. Boom, boom. So who, who <laughs> else is, do you have in your sites then? Who else we got in our sites? We've got on. Who else? Really yeah, who else? Well, We've got Chris on. Evans, which yeah. is really exciting. Yeah. He's Ruby Wax on. is coming. Yeah, Prue Ruby Lee's Wax, coming. Prue Leaf. Yeah, Scott Mills. Scott Mills is yeah. coming on. Uh, we have Charlotte Church coming yeah. to see us next week. Yeah, we've got Lois Gordon's probably going to come on later in the year. Mm -hmm. Big Ramsey, he'll be on. See, it's funny because Alex Jones's husband, Charlie, used yeah. to work for exactly, Gordon Ramsey yeah. as a chef. Yeah, yeah. I know. Incredible also, story. Alex on this week's podcast, I loved, like, she's she's mad. In she's, the best way. She's mad and she's re she's really funny and she's yeah. really, really, really clever. Yeah, yeah she and is. really she's funny. And really she told that really good story about you making her drive a bus. <laughs> well, and she crashed I a, did a and bus. I didn't make a driver, but she did crash into a Waitrose van. Yeah, yes, which she obviously fitted for us. Fitted yes. in with the sponsor. Uh -huh. um, I didn't make a driver. Uh, no, I didn't make a driver. No, you're right. I didn't make a driver. But um, uh, she also told that story. Tells that story about when she was sailing around the world with the Volvo sailing racing exactly, team. Exactly. Yeah. Some mad old stories. Does and Lionel tell? Richie. When she uh, yeah. I, told, I, I told the Lionel Richie story before. <laughs> she is brilliant. She's brilliant. She yeah. and this this it doesn't matter. But this is a Volvo racing yacht, which is mm. you don't want to be on. Yeah, it's had everything taken in. It's had its innards taken out. It's been. It's like it would be served up at Saint Jean. Yeah, you know. <laughs> 
Fergus style. Yeah, Fergus yeah. style. So it's just it's uh, all that's left is the offal, and even that, yeah. you know, and carbon fiber. And you have to be strapped to the side of it. You do three hour shifts in the middle of the night. It's awful. And the weather that came in, she described as they said, um, "This is boat breaking weather." Boat breaking. <laughs> and she does all that as well, mm-hmm. and she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, what? So when you, are you coming on? Whatever you like. Okay. Literally, as long as we carry on. Yeah, yeah. We but will. I mean, yeah, we'll no, no, on. don't give me that look, no, no, Angela. No, 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 don't no. say you've. Angela's always got to like go and cook. Yeah, I know, because we've been here before. Well, you someone someone s- defend me? No. Like, look at them picking on me. You like two you, like you, you need you. defending. I, th- I think after every record, yeah. we go to that pub round the corner. Yeah. You, you, know and, you little, said to us. You know what? I'll take you to the one. French house and then we'll go to Sandra's. That's the deal. And then, right? we'll, and then we'll go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Plan. The only okay. reason I say this yeah. is because you said that to me last time. I know, but you I'm waiting for. To Sandra's. Yeah, and I'm waiting for Ewan, the busiest man in the world, to give yeah. us some dates. So okay. I blame Ewan. All right, let's blame somebody else. Let's blame somebody that's not here. <laughs> yes, let's exactly. point as far away from yes. us Ewan, three as possible. All right, that's the date then. We'll do it. You also, your research team's great. I can tell. I can tell. I've done this before. And I, I can tell that everybody's on it. Yeah. You know, when you are when you come up with little ideas that could get in the way, mm. they don't get in the way because they're great ideas. Yeah. Mm. The one or not the one was the greatest quiz show that's never happened <laughs> other than on your podcast. Love that game. Off you go. Describe it, then we're going to play it. The one or not the one was celebrating the madness of the one show. You know, you watch the one show and one second you've got, I don't know, Hannah Waddingham talking about the Olivier's and next up you've got pigeons and <laughs> next up you've got a lady you, who loves licking drains. And you can't make it up. You can't make That's it up. That's the point, the isn't it? The one shows matter. Yeah. So we were trying to make up the mad links that Alex Jones would have to make on the and one she show. To play true or false? True or false. And yeah. so it's called, is it the one true or is is not the one false? Yeah. Here we go. This is from um, episode two. Now, Alex, we've invented a game. It's called the one or not the one. Um, so in this game, I'm going to read out an intro to okay. the one show, and you need to tell us if it's real, aka the one, or if it's fake, aka not the one. Fine. So the one or not the one. I like it. Okay. <coughs> okay. It's time to take a dip to Dollywood, home to 20,000 shop mannequins that are going to be brought back to life. The one. The one is real! <laughs> Do you know what? It's so creepy, that one. It was on the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't like that one. All right, next up. Thank you for all the pictures of bunches of keys you've been sending in. Now, 60 years ago, Britain exploded its first megaton hydrogen bomb. Not the one. No, that is the one. That's no, it's real. not. That is real. We have not F- asked yes, for pictures have. of keys. You couldn't make it up. <laughs> no, no this is before Thank my time. Thank you for all the pictures of bunches of keys. No, it's mad, no, but it's, it's not that mad. Bombs. And now, nuclear war. Okay. From the transformation of the dragonfly to the transformation of Jason Bateman. Mm. The one or not the one? It's on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Not the one. <laughs> it's unfortunately it's the, the one. one. No, it's not the one. That is a real oh life one gosh. show. I would have vetoed that. that I must have been the one show. show. It's like Banksy. You know, <laughs> it's just ripped up the rule book, hasn't it? Yeah, it's insane. And also because it's so quick, it's, it's like the hundred meters. You know, you say yeah. Button is best. She's gonna get on with it. It's the, it the maddest <laughs> show ever. <Yeah. laughs> we were gonna come up with something similar for you, true or false. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. If it was. True, you had to say <coughs> sure, and if you if it was false, you had to say grim. So oh, yeah, we're like going to play that. grim sure. sure. Oh yeah, but then we couldn't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time we'll play it when you come on. What have you yeah. learned uh, from Angela? 
And Angela, what have you learnt from? Ooh, I've learnt from Angela. Angela, I stress out when I cook. You know, you have people around for tea, it's a bit stressy. Like, you get your house ready, you cook in, and you're a bit, like, cranky without your partner. Angela's like, forget it. And this is a quote direct from the mouth of Angela Hartner. <laughs> it's only a bit of food, isn't it? Yeah. Only a bit of food, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it is, and you stress out about it. So now when I cook, I don't stress at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only a bit of food, isn't it? Yeah. Which is a great tip. Yeah. Genuinely life-changing tip, that, Angela. It's only Top Gear, isn't it? It's only, um, top, it's yeah, only top Gear. Yeah, yeah it's only Top Gear. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what about you, Ange? I've learned um, properly do your research in a way, you know, because you can sort of wing it sometimes on these things, you know, but actually Nick's really thorough about it. And I like the way he always thinks out of the box, you know, he'll challenge everything, which I think is really good. And I think that's what makes it really fun and exciting. And you didn't know each other before. No, we you didn't. put no. together, mm. you know, literally sort of synthetically put together to see if it works, screen yeah. test, mic test, pod test, whatever you want to call yeah. it. And it just, it just happened. Yeah. yeah. We had like, uh, yeah, a, a, a chemistry test <laughs> but Angela didn't read the email and thought that she was coming to be a guest on my podcast as opposed to hosting it Which is, so she great. thought she was just there for a one off <laughs> so well it, it is, works it's gold man it's oh, absolute you, gold thank I you. love it all right now of course of course talking of chemistry and co-host oh, of the da, past da, da, da. Sinead come on party hello what <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Sinead. When we listened to you this morning, I had you on downstairs uh, in the kitchen when you're talking about pyramids. Oh yeah, and also golf. To my well, pyramids. I love golf, not so much. Not so much. Um, yeah. But um, and then I went upstairs and uh, said to Misha, I put the radio on in there, and Misha went, he's asleep, and his eyes went, Sinead, <gasps> oh. <laughs> like an awakening. <laughs> Normally like wakes up. up quite grumpy. Oh, oh, that's nice then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Grimmy and grumpy. Another yeah. show. <laughs> there we go. It's all about the title. Yeah, he's normally a slow build, but Sinead's voice this morning. He's like, oh, okay. what about your most eight? memorable show together? I wonder if it's the same. If it oh was my mi- God, if it was and Mr. Sinead. and Mrs., do you think it might? So I mean, so me and Sinead used to do radio on breakfast together. Okay, all yeah. right. Yes, so I did say yesterday, it's like when your ex-boyfriend brings a new girlfriend around. Oh, yeah. She's way, Sorry, she's no, way more sorry. popular and everyone loves her. <laughs> she's better with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> well, she uses a knife for, for work. Oh, it's all right. You can borrow what was that memorable show? Oh, I'll God. tell you what my favourite one with Sinead was, actually. We had Alan Carkham and do a co-host. Oh, yeah. And oh. so it was me and Alan, and then we'd get Alan to do things on the show. Rather than be a guest, we'd get him to do, like, a bit of the news or whatever. So we thought, let's get Alan to do the entertainment news. Yeah. And Sinead used to come on and do the entertainment news. So Alan did it, and he was like, you know, last night... British Comedy Awards, someone won this, someone won that. And then he just went, he went, this is boring, it's just a list of names. And Sinead went, you meant to inject your personality into it? And he was like, oh! How many BAFTAs have you got? Which was like my favourite, come on, my personality! <laughs> Which I was like, come on, lift it off the page, Alan. Oh, okay. I love that. It was just was early in the morning. I just didn't, I didn't even know what I was saying, really. I was just like, you've got, got to make it a bit more entertaining. Because like, I, I hadn't given him a full script. I'd given him stuff thinking, he's a funny guy. He'll be yeah. able to read around it. Yeah. But he was like, and then he said the next time he came on, when he went to sign books, people were like, can you sign it? How many BAFTAs have you won? Like, <laughs> 
By the way, how many Baptists has he won? <laughs> quite, quite a few, I think. Really? Yeah, uh, let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, I, hope, I let's really hope, hope so. So. Um, so did you ever pull an all-nighter together and go oh, on the yeah. I'm sure we did, we yeah. Did. We, we did. Well, I tell you, the, one of the fun nights after the Brits was when there was a moment where you, me, Stormzy and Rita Ora sat in the live lounge eating pizza that Stormzy Oh, yeah. Had. And it's just like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. That was really good. That was quite a, a fun one. Good morning. One. I still remember that pizza well. The fact that you mentioned pyramids, though, reminded me of one moment where I think you went into a seven to eight minute monologue on Radio 1, which was not a done thing back then, was it? Oh, no. About your love of the Egyptians. I loved. <laughs> you did. Do you, you think that's when they thing. started to have a thing? I think they were like, let's get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you put... You, Time to in, go. It's in your book as well, but the yeah. fact that you had an imaginary camel that when you went to the toilet, you'd Still make your mum hold. Yeah. He's, he's actually in the room, <laughs> yeah. We had a pyramid moment this, this morning. I mean, I wonder if it's going to have the same outcome back to us. I love the pyramid chat this thank morning. Thank you, thank you. Well, and clearly you're, you're a pyramid guy. Yeah. I love a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> love a pyramid. Love those ancient Egyptians. Do you know how they were made? No idea. Join I... the club. <laughs> got to be aliens. Well, that's got to be aliens. Theory. That's a good theory. Oh, I was thinking aliens. Um, listen, we're out of time. Oh, what? Such a blast, isn't it? This I always it. happens when I mention ancient Egypt. <laughs> yes, funny that. No, sorry, Nick, I meant you're out of time. Uh, <laughs> Angela, you can stay. <laughs> right, we've got to go. What a blast. Uh, the podcast is called Dish. It's it's funnier than this now, and this is quite funny. It's really funny. It's just a great bus to be on. You're both amazing. Thank you. Well oh, done to everybody you. involved. Who produced it? Who are the next? Give us some names. Claire in there. Claire. Hi, Claire. Claire, Claire in there. Ben, there she is. Sam. Ben and Sam. Um, oh, gang. Yeah, yeah well, it's like our show. It's a gang. You can tell it's a gang yeah. show. Yeah. There are stars everywhere, not just behind the microphones. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, awesome. There really is. Good team. All right, that's it. See you Thursday, everyone. Thank Ta-da. you. Ciao. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.